Hello and welcome to The Ron Show, the final Ron Show for the year 2022. Here we are, Friday, December 30th, 2022. I am your host, Ron Roberts, and thanks for listening on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. So uh, in today's show, we'll do a little bit of a recap for the year 2022, what to look forward to in 2023, you know, some resolutions and things of that sort, even from yours truly. And uh, we'll wind up talking about the uh, last three principles of Kwanzaa. I'm not going to lie, I've been a little amused by uh, reading some of the Kwanzaa principles and getting some of the blowback that I get from text messages uh, throughout the show the last couple of days, because there's been a, a, a little thread... I guess, a sorts of it takes a village, helping each other out, being there for one another, lifting each other up. Because when you read some of these principles as they are, I've pointed this out, huh? That sounds almost a little bit like socialism or Marxism. And folks have been freaking out. Are you espousing communism? No. But when you think about it, and I mentioned this yesterday, when you think about it, Communism itself, any ism, really, has its virtues, and those virtues get lost when the human element comes into the picture, because greed almost always, somehow, for whatever reason, rises to the top and takes over. Anyway, we'll get to the last three principles of Kwanzaa as we wind down the Kwanzaa holiday week today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And since this is the last show of the week, we'll knock out those three principles in the last segment. So today we're watching as Trump's tax returns came out the last six years. It looks like his his biggest source of income was selling some property that his dad owned. He made about $24 million off of that and paid uh, $1 million in taxes, which is not, I mean, a million is a lot of money. But one twenty-fourth of the income is not a lot of, not a lot of tax, huh? You gotta have some good tax accountants to get out get out of that. Um, I mean, you would have thought he would have paid, I don't know, five million, six million, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-mm. Not Donald Trump. He also, by the way, uh, notoriously uh, bragged about how he was donating his presidential salary uh, while in office and did not do so in twenty twenty. Interesting. But what else came out were uh, some some other key testimony, including testimony from Fulton's elections officials. We had uh, two of which, uh, Andrea Shea Moss and her mom, Ruby Freeman. Uh, they were under oath before the committee in the spring uh, in front of the U.S. House panel investigating the January 6th attack. And some of what they said is just gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. Uh, skimming through some of it, former President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and their allies just didn't like the outcome of the election, according to Moss, so they attacked us simply because we were doing our jobs. As a result, I've been threatened and harassed. One stranger told me I was lucky it's 2020 and not 1920. Another told me I should hang alongside my mom for committing treason. Moss's mom shared her own account saying, because it was just that bad with people coming to my home and threatening me and me getting mail, letters, and phone calls, you know, the phone call saying different stuff like, we know where you live, we're coming to get you. It was a lot of different horrible racist threats. 
Ruby Freeman, in fact, on advice from the FBI, by the way, left her home for two months. It was that bad. Can you imagine? These two women who raised their hands and said, yeah, I'll do that. A thankless, not very rewarding in the wallet sort of election day polling job. And <laughs> it's, it's almost as if they were signing up for a war for crying out loud. I mean, how do you get people to agree to work on election day, early voting, runoffs, <laughs> if the testimony of these two women, which are now public, were made public. And you have sore losers giving blowback that make these folks, who I'm sorry, are patriots, heroes, frontline heroes. Soldiers on a battlefield, heroes. But their testimony is now public. How do we get people to agree to join them on the next election cycle? It sucks that this is the, res the result of the big lie, of misinformation. And it wasn't, of course, kept to just 2020. Have we not seen what's been happening in Arizona? Repugnant, just grotesque, childish, churlish, immature behavior from people who can't accept losing elections. Heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. It makes me worry for the future of this country. But I'm grateful, I'm buoyed, in fact, by the results in the midterm election cycle because it seems as if there is at least a tenuous majority of Americans on the left, the center, and even some from the right who have said, all right, this is ridiculous. We may not like the outcomes, but we need to accept the outcomes. We can investigate them all day long, but when we find out at the end of the investigatory period that the results were right, then it's time to move on. And I'm hopeful that going forward, that mindset will prevail in 2024, 2026, 2028, and this strain of MAGA election denialism disappears from our bloodstream. We don't erect statues for everyday people, but maybe we should. Somewhere, some way, Wandrea Moss and Ruby Freeman need to be immortalized as frontline heroes because they were under attack from an insurrection and survived. And because they survived, our democracy continues to survive. I'm dead serious. I mean, are they not a modern-day Rosa Parks in some respects? Rosa refused to give up her seat. Andrea Ruby refused to accept that they were going to have to relent from threats. They did their jobs. They did it right. They didn't back down when called to testify, despite countless threats against their lives 
and the lives of loved ones. They stood their ground. And because of that, as of right now, our American democracy still has a heartbeat. Now, the House Commission will disappear at the end of this congressional cycle. And hopefully they'll be able, and they have turned over everything to the DOJ for the DOJ to deal with, maybe even handing some stuff over so that uh, a Senate panel can pick up from there if need be. But I have to be honest, the thing that I've been most heartwarmed by the January 6th panel is the mosaic of people who came together to save our democracy. These two women who we could bump into shopping at Kroger in Edgewood or <laughs> or be behind in the drive-thru at Popeye's on Cascade. These women who we wouldn't recognize if asked to were heroes, no differently than Republican Liz Cheney, Republican Adam Kinzinger, the many and varied Republicans who swore under oath, even went on television to do so, on live television, knowing they were going against their own party. Heroes, all of them. Obviously, I have vast and deep disagreement with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger when it comes to ideology and political substance. But on this, we all came together and said, okay, this is nuts. We nearly lost our peaceful transition of power and in doing so would have lost the faith of the American voter, which further erodes our ability to elect leadership. Not to diminish Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, though, but I will say this, Wandrea Sykes and Ruby Freeman never can be characterized as being enablers. And the Cheneys, the Kinzingers, the right-wing media bubble, the Republican Party, the Mitch McConnells even, who only towards the very end, once it was apparent Donald Trump had lost, started speaking against Donald Trump. Beforehand, he and the Cheneys and the Kinzingers, the GOP, were all enablers. I'm grateful they at least woke up from their coma to save our democracy in time after January 6th. All right. More of The Last Ron Show of 2022 coming up after the break. This is the American One Radio app and at AmericanOneRadio.com. Call the show, text the show, 404-919-2725. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with EXP Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not, between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness. You could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, 
You are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website rononthereal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with eXp Realty.